0: of wrestling with the word individually and in community. And last time what we did was we looked at Romans 14, and we took a passage where on the surface we're like, we're dealing with food and days and why are people so up in arms with this? And uh, we just started to get into why it was such a big deal for the people of that day, that these were matters of belief, that people had gone back to the scriptures and developed uh, with strong conviction. And and uh, Paul actually wrote for them to be fully convinced about things because these are matters of faith and and uh, if you don't do things by faith, that's sin too, which is so interesting um, that our, you know our consciences could be part of that equation. And we talked about how when we're wrestling with the scripture, that you know, that to develop a conviction, this is not something that we just do on a whim. We feel something strongly, and so therefore I must have a conviction. No, no, no. We have to go back to the Bible. We have to wrestle with it. And then we might have to wrestle with that in, in community as well. And we're we're starting to, to talk about that now and how that happens. And, and uh, what we saw with Paul's example was that he was fully convinced that no food was unclean, yet he wouldn't let his freedom be a stumbling block for his brother or sister whom Christ died for. Um, And it reminds me of, (laughs) I mean, we talk about things where we read stuff the wrong way. I read in verse 16 of this chapter for years, I read, so do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil, as Paul saying, you know, we should stick up for something we believe is true and good. And of course, that's exactly the opposite of what Paul is saying in context, right? Uh, okay, so that was my goof. But you know, when you when you start to read things, uh, you know, what he's actually saying there—how we should view our fe- freedom uh, in community—is one is something that we'd be willing to give up um, for our brother or sister, which is beautiful because that that demonstrates our va- You know, how we value each other. Uh, those who Christ has died for. So that's where we were. And we're starting to pivot now a little bit as we start to zoom in on what's a debatable matter versus an essential matter. And I start. I, I think we should start to pick this up as we, you know, we'll stay in Romans uh, 14. And, and um, I think that chapter, uh, it concludes more in Romans 15, um, verse seven or 13, I don't know. Uh, We're called to please our neighbors for their good, to build them up, and to welcome each other as Christ has welcomed us, for the glory of God. Paul then reminds his hearers how Jesus revealed God's truth concerning the Gentiles, that they would be part of true Israel, which was another major theological hurdle in the first century. It's routinely called a mystery in the sense that only God could have helped people see it. Before we pivot then from debatable matters to essential matters, I want to just take a second to ask, how do we know something is debatable versus essential? I could see someone in the first century having a really hard time with something that seemed to be supported one way from Scripture that Jesus seemingly upended, for instance, We're talking about days. We talked a little bit about the Sabbath last time. And um, Jesus routinely violated how the Pharisees interpreted one of the Ten Commandments to prove a larger point. How are we supposed to tell the difference between something debatable versus essential when we might feel very strongly about a particular issue?
1: Yeah, so this question has been something that I've been wrestling with for uh, a decade, which for me being younger is a long time, <laughs> uh, but not pales in comparison, I'm sure to, uh, to others in the room, but it's, it's, it felt like a very difficult question for me to kind of wrap my arms around because um, it has to do with it has to do with authority and mm. uh, what authority you know, someone someone needs to have the authority to make that call um, mm-hmm. and as much as possible I want Jesus to be able to be the authority of making that call and so it can feel confusing where we feel like we have to make that stand ourselves um and so I don't know I, I think the this conversation I'm hoping will be just like really helpful to bring up different ways of thinking about this because I'm really curious to hear what you two think about how to make those distinctions. Um, I, I've i been thinking about this whole thing in terms of like two different pillars. One's like, I want to be orthodox. I want to have like the right beliefs. Mm-hmm. And then I want to be uh, orthoprax, I think is the word. But like, I want to have mm-hmm. the right conduct. And... I just want to be on that that narrow path. Um, but when I think about, like, what are the correct beliefs, I've more and more actually gone back to the, what is the church historically taught? Mm-hmm. If I believe that the spirit of God is moving within the church at all times and in all places, then... I'm going to put a lot of weight in what the collective consensus of the church has been over what the true essential beliefs are. Um, And so there's, it's, it's, you know, there's a ton of different places we could go uh, in the scripture to like hit on these things. But I just wanted to read like the apostles creed, which is one of the many, many creeds that have been developed over the centuries, but has just, has very, very broad, mm. uh, agreement within the church for across denominations, across, uh, thousands of years. And, uh, I'll kind of just leave it at that from, for my section here of like what I think it means to have, uh, the right belief. Um, and, So I'll I'll read it, but I'll just, I'll say that there's a lot in here, but there's also not a lot in here. There's a a lot (laughs) missing from this list that I might be tempted to put up at a higher level than it is. So the Apostles' Creed is, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. And from there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, which just means universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. And so, yeah, I think that... um, that's been clo- when I think about what's essential to believe, like the the, mm-hmm. the things that are in my head about to be actually a Christian. Um, I'm not saying that this is like the list, but I think it's pretty close mm. to to that core. If, if I don't mm. believe this, I just can't call myself a Christian. I'm something else. If I do believe this, I can call myself a Christian.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. Yeah, I, this is, so, you know, I, I'm i a person that people will approach a lot of times with questions. I mean, I, I think it's because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also because um, I do some teaching. And so people come at me with their questions. And um, here's how I almost always answer the question. Um, the first thing I'll say is that's a good question <laughs> then I'll say I'm not sure that I know the be-all end-all answer to that question I don't I don't know if I know that this is what I think just off the top of my head and then I'll tell them what I think and I'll say but before I'm willing to... Say, this is my conviction, and this is with something that's not a conviction for me. Um, If it is a conviction, I'll tell them this is what this is the truth, this Mm -hmm. is what my conviction is, this is what it's based on. But if it's not, I'll say, "I I need to think about that a little bit more, I need to study about that a little bit more, I need to talk to some people. In authority, I need to talk to some people who know the Bible a little bit better than I do, to figure out my answer to that question. And so, um, a lot of what I think about when I think of what is a what is a what's an essential belief, what what are debatable matters versus what are what we call sometimes salvation issues, um, come from sort of that f- frame of. Working of that way of thinking. Um, and then once it's established, then it's established for me. And I try to make sure that it is uh not too far outside of, of uh some sort of basic guidelines for for belief. Um, that's a lot of words that I just said. Yeah, can you can you summarize (laughs) that? Like what's what's it's not it's not very convincing. So the process for me is I don't really know if I have a conviction about it. It's really hard to talk about this without talking about concrete things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um so uh it, it it but if I don't really have a deep, solid conviction about it, my first the first place I go is to the scriptures to find as much scripture about that issue as I can to try to figure out what the truth is from the Bible. And uh, depending on the issue, it might be very clear from the scriptures. There might be uh, just the same line all the way throughout. Now, if it's not clear then I will get a little deeper into my study, a little deeper into uh, uh, what what the original Christians thought, or what is the original context of the passage, or who were the original recipients of this word that is written right here at this moment to try to get a little bit deeper into it. If that doesn't satisfy me with a little, with with um, a deep conviction about it, then I will go to an elder, or I will go to an evangelist, or I will go to a teacher in the church, and I will say and I'll ask them, "What do you think about this? This is what this is what I've come up with so far. I don't I don't know." So the the process is not it's not always the same process, and it's not step A B C D, but it is. A a process. And the way that I kind of justify that in my mind is so that we have the scripture, we have the Bible, and we know that the Bible was written over many thousands of years. And the hands that wrote it were many different hands. Mm -hmm. And though the scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit, and all comes from God. It all came through many, many different authors. Yeah, and there will be some things in the Scripture that appear to be contradictory, and uh, so you you have to you have to dig in. And it almost the the way the Bible is compiled almost lends itself to a process that has to be um, spirit led. Mm-hmm. that has to be, um, uh, it, it, there's, a, there's a, a thin line to walk on and it's hard to know where that line is without being spirit led. And the, what, I, what I do, the one sort of hard and fast rule that I have in trying to determine um, what, a, what I should have a conviction about is that I need to be humble. I need to be willing to be wrong, and I need to be open to someone proving to me if I am wrong. Somebody, I need to be open to someone saying, "I think you're wrong on that," and this is where I think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, and if it's based on scripture, then I need to pay really close attention to it. Yeah, without debating it necessarily right away, but I need to. I need to sort of take that, go back, ruminate meditate, pray, study, and then come back to the discussion. And I think that there are some things that, um, you know, the discussion just kind of continues and it evolves. And there are some things that I can land on very solidly. Mm -hmm. Um, But it has to be, it has to be, has to be spirit led. We have to feel like that it is, that, that the Spirit of God is leading me in a direction, and I have to be open to that direction being something different than what I had anticipated or what I wanted.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna just copy what you said. This was a hard question, so yeah. I think I'm gonna say, really good question, and let me think about it for a while. <laughs> I'll get back to you. Um, yeah, I, I, when I, I was being a little silly when I was uh, thinking about this. I was thinking, well, if uh, two people don't agree, then it's debatable, right? Uh, but you know, I liked what you said, Tim, when you brought out uh, that creed because uh, you know you you get a group of people that were differentiating themselves from the rest of the world and making a statement about mm-hmm. what it meant to be a Christian and I think there are certain things that you really, you know, you can't argue. And, um, but what gets tough for me is, so you've then, you know, if you look at scripture and it's even in Romans 14, when we were just looking at, um, if you violate your conscience, that could be a, something that damns you (laughs) like that gives me pause. Like, geez, um, you know all of all of scripture matters and um not only that but uh our faith matters incredibly and so i got to wrestle with that too in this kind of what do we what do we say is debatable versus essential i think that might change from person to person slightly which is kind of unnerving for me, Um, but based on if some person who has drawn their conclusions from scripture differs in the way they view it than me, if they violate their conscience, that is something that's bad. And so... I think that's a challenge for me to understand and and then work back through in community because how does that work? Paul says in that that passage also to whatever you believe keep it to yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> does that is that what we're supposed to do? Just keep things to ourselves? Or, you know, if we are fully convinced about something and we think, "Hey, this this right here is something that I believe will send you to hell." Then what do we do about that? If we see Mm -hmm. someone else, we believe, you know, that's the part I think is, is tough Mm -hmm. to figure out.
1: Yeah. And and just, I I don't think we actually read that verse in Romans 14. Uh, So for context, um, the verse that you're talking about, Matt, is Romans 14, verse uh, 20 through 23. It says, don't for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for reading that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the there's there's like there's different buckets here, and um, I know that in the the last uh, there was a teaching day that our church talked about women's issues, and mm-hmm. um, they actually talked about three different kind of buckets, and I'm forgetting exactly what they called them, um, but it was basically essential, debatable on two sides. And then there was like really important mm-hmm. in the middle, mm-hmm. which is like something kind of in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's there's some validity to that as I've been chewing on it. My my first thought was like where does these where do these come from? But mm-hmm. there are like there are some things um, that are truly essential. Like it says in First John, uh, in many places, if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you're not a Christian. You're like, not. You're yeah. you're just, you just aren't
0: <laughs> like no way to the father except through the son.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's like, okay, that if anything's essential. Right. And, and that's one of the thing that's, that's in that creed. It's like, okay, that's essential.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. If
1: you, if you don't believe that, like we're just not on the same page. Mm-hmm. And then there are things that are, um, explicitly debatable mm-hmm. from the scriptures, um, and probably and many others probably that we can infer are debatable pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they talk about observing certain days and keeping mm-hmm. certain days holy. Um, whether or not we eat or drink certain mm-hmm. f- foods, those are the two that are talking about Romans fourteen. Um, but also, you know, I think one that I think is a pretty obvious one is when we think Jesus is going to come back. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. Jesus says. No one knows when I'm going to come back, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you might have an opinion on that. And but it's pretty easy to say that this is not an essential issue, right? Um, the reason I had split up things in earlier in terms of like orthodoxy, like what we believe, and orthopraxy, like how we're living, mm-hmm. is because I think that's where it gets complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clear when we re- were looking at Matthew five through seven, that Jesus demands obedience, right? If mm-hmm. you, yep. it's not, it's the parable of the, which rock, are, are you building on a rock or are you building on the sand? You have to hear mm-hmm. his words put into practice. Um, and James says like, even the demons believe right. and mm-hmm. shudder, right? So we have to put our faith into action. We need to obey mm-hmm. and, um, This is not an easy question, but I'll put it to you guys because I'm just struggling with it. If obedience is essential, why are not all matters of obedience essential? Right. Right. That feels to me like the crux of the question. Right. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Then everything becomes essential. Right. That's mm -hmm. the that's the thing I was just wrestling with, too. So if you so then what do you do with that? And where do you bite your tongue or not? Mm -hmm. And how does that work out in community? These are all really thorny sp- yeah. things to, right. to wrestle with. And I mean, so there's also an element to this where if you're going to follow God, you can't be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So Galatians, I think this is a perfect verse for this, but uh, you know, Galatians 110 says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or Am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Mm-hmm. And you can think of, you know, what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew mm-hmm. 5, 10 through 11, same kind of thing. If we follow Jesus's righteousness, we'll be persecuted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to take Jesus's words on any given subject very seriously and not shy away from them just because they're difficult. But again, what is essential? Are there any other verses that stick out to you?
2: Well, it's, it's you know, I think of, I often think of Philippians 2, um, where it says your attitude should be that of Christ Jesus, where in humility you consider others better than yourself. And so it's, on the one hand, we've got Paul in Galatians saying, don't please people. <laughs> don't be a people pleaser. On the other hand, in Philippians, he seems to be saying, well, consider everybody better than you. And then in Romans, he seems to be saying, "Don't, but don't violate your conscience. And all of these things are, on the surface, they're seemingly contradictory but i think what they prove what what it proves to me is i feel like living by faith is is trying to walk a series of thin lines between issues and that it's really it's sometimes very difficult to discern where that line is, to stay on it. Mm -hmm. And the only way to stay on it is, like I said before, to be spirit-led. But part of being spirit-led is to be uh, deeply involved in fellowship Mm -hmm. with other Christians to help you find those lines, to help you define those lines. Because if so... And you know, there's a there's a perfectionist in me that sort of wants everything. that I just want it laid out. I just want it to be. I just want to know what the rules are, so I can follow the rules. But we know from the history of God dealing with man that just having all the rules doesn't work because mm-hmm. we 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 our sinful natures won't allow us to to stick to the rules. Yeah and so it's it's this it's this dynamic mix of studying the scriptures meditating the, on the scriptures on your own talking about it in your fellowship being open about your thoughts and your feelings and your concerns and working out your convictions um all the time.
0: I like how you keep coming back to process because uh, I think that, that you're right. This is a process. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the other thing I heard in there was maybe something that we can pick up next time because I can't believe we're, we could keep talking about this for a long time. But we, you know, this notion of spiritual discernment mm-hmm. that you're developing, I think. Um, so let's pick up on that again next time. Sounds good. All right.